Thank you for tuning in to the Division 18 podcast. The intention of this podcast is to provide brief and regular updates about Division 18 activities that you can conveniently hear about while you're commuting, taking a leisurely stroll, or enjoying your lunch at work. My name is Jen Snyder, and I am the president of Division 18, and my co-host is... Tiffany Finnell and president-elect of Division 18. And this episode, we're interviewing um, Dr. Jen Snyder, our new president, and Dr. Lucy Alba, one of the editors of a special issue of our division journal. We'll hear first from Dr. Alba. So Dr. Lucy Alba is an assistant pre professor at the University of Dayton. Her research focuses on predictors of risk versus resilience among adult survivors of childhood maltreatment, phenomenology of resilience, and mindfulness and compassion-based interventions that promote resilience and well-being among survivors. Additionally, she's interested in work that addresses barriers to treatment and feasibility and acceptability of implementing interventions in community settings. So Dr. Alba, you are one of the editors of a special issue of Psychological Services and that's focused on behavioral health advocacy in the context of public service settings. This is a special issue of our journal in a couple of other ways too. First, it's our journal's first digital only issue, and secondly, it's dedicated to the late Congressman John Lewis, and appropriately so. So what was the impetus for this special issue? Yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me on to talk about this. So um, with this special issue, you know, I think our hope was that it could showcase um, the diversity of work that's being done by health service psychologists in a range of settings, uh, who do advocacy in their professional roles. So um, increasingly, I think psychologists are being called to act as advocates, um, and, and people are interested in doing so too. Um, you know, but when you look to the literature, a lot of what you find is, um, you know, studies documenting the barriers that exist to doing this kind of work, uh, lack of resources, including time, to do this work in people's already full schedules, uh, knowledge and confidence gaps, among some other things. Um, and so we hope that this issue can provide sort of a call to do this work um, and some examples and some resources for people to use in uh, integrating this into their other professional roles. Well, thank you. Um, what specifically can readers look forward to in this issue? Yeah, so the, the issue includes um, a range of examples of the kinds of advocacy work that psychologists are doing. Some of them, some of the articles are firsthand accounts um, written by individuals or groups of specific projects that they have taken on um, in various public settings. Some of the studies are qualitative studies that uh, showcase a range of, of different ways in which professionals have engaged in advocacy and talking about their journeys as advocates um, in their professions. Um, there are also articles, you know, in addition that uh, provide theoretical models um, for how people may more systematically do advocacy work across settings. Um, as well as pieces then that, that propose, um, there's a couple of pieces that propose training models um, for better equipping developing advocates, trainees in graduate school as interns in a, in a postdoctoral setting um, with the skills that they would need to engage 
uh, more actively, more intentionally, and more effectively in this kind of work um, as they build their careers. Um, and so, so there's a range of different types of articles in the issue that we hope um, can, yeah, kind of combine to this call to action and this set of, of resources and kind of a toolkit for how do you go about doing this work if it's of interest. Well, I love that it's so diverse and as far as public service settings and even um, addressing getting trainees involved in advocacy so early on in their careers. Mm -hmm. I know you also have an issue in this or an article in this issue on your work with the Atlanta Behavioral Health Advocates. Can you tell us more about it? So, so the article, um, the Atlanta Behavioral Health Advocates is uh, an interprofessional advocacy group um, that I was involved with um, when I was a postdoc. So kind of speaking about that training piece, um, that's a real connection that I have with it because it was a piece of, of my training that I was able to have. Um, and so I was involved uh, with this group kind of at its inception um and and was able to be involved in creating and developing um this interprofessional group so the article um that we put together um with a number of the the folks who were involved in developing abha is a bit of a, a like a how-to and lessons learned on developing such a group of collaborative and diverse interprofessionals uh, wanting to do advocacy work in public settings, in our case, in a, in a public hospital. Um, and so we, we highlight some of these how-tos and lessons learned um, in, in how we pulled this group together and speak a little bit to the work that we were able to start doing as a group. That uh, sounds um, like a really impactful um, group that um, you helped form and maybe also inspire people to form something similar in their communities. That's um, what we hope. Well, thank you. Oh, go ahead, Lucy. Oh, just saying that's what we hope. <laughs> yeah, and I imagine I'm um, just hearing about the range of um, other articles in this issue. I can imagine that um, this issue will really help maybe generate people's um, ideas for ways that they can get involved in advocacy, maybe inspire them to answer that call for action. Well, I certainly want to thank you uh, for your time and um, willingness to be interviewed, and we look forward to seeing this issue when it comes out. So thank you to you and your fellow editors, Dr. Jackie Gray and Dr. Nadine Caslow, for your work on this special issue. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on and for highlighting the issue. Appreciate it. And now we will hear from our new Division 18 president, Dr. Jen Snyder. For those of you who don't know, Dr. Snyder is a clinical psychologist at Oregon State Hospital. She's been heavily involved in Division 18 for many years, including serving as the chair of the community and state hospital section. We're excited that she's just begun her presidential year. So congratulations, Jen, and tell us about your initiatives for the year. Thank you. Um... Yeah, and I just want to say how pleased I am to hear about the advocacy issue. Um, I've been following that development and I'm really glad that that's happening because I think that's a super important thing, especially for graduate students and um, early career psychologists to, to get, get involved in. Um, one of the things that I definitely want to work on this year that I've been interested in in a while is looking at um, alternative approaches or looking at the issue of violence. Um, I know 
having worked in state hospitals for my all of my career, that that's a big concern for state hospitals. But I think that's a concern that cuts across a lot of public settings, VAs, certainly prisons and other criminal justice centers. Um, and I think that um, I'm really interested in trying to look at alternate ways of managing that. Um, I think that particularly for folks with severe mental illness, that there's a lot of evidence that kind of secluding people, restraining them or putting them in solitary confinement is actually really damaging to them. Um, but that's usually the way that aggressive aggression gets dealt with in public settings. And so I'm really interested in looking at ways that um, the alternate ways of dealing with that, particularly restorative justice approaches, ways of trying to help people learn to um, repair the relationships that they've damaged by having aggression in public settings and kind of how we can even get um, the kind of get the staff that work in those uh, settings to, to to feel better about that as well. I know oftentimes in our hospital when there's a patient who has an episode of aggression then that person will get moved to another unit. They often don't get the chance to really process that event with the people who experienced it and then a lot of times there's um, a lot of resistance to moving that person back to another unit or forward to other units. Um, and I think it really impacts the care that we're developing, giving that person on the whole. And I'm, I'm sure if that's happening at the state hospital level, that's happening across a lot of other public settings. Um, and so I'm really interested in just kind of getting more information about that and getting out them, hoping to work with the journal to maybe have a special call for papers for that. Um, and I'm hoping to develop some presentations for APA um, in the hopes that we're going to be in person this year, um, although if not, then, then um, recorded. I'm also going to be initiating a search for a new journal editor for psychological services, um, and that's going to be pretty extensive. We're going to get working on that this fall in the hopes that that person, whoever they are, will um, have some overlap time with Dr. DeLeon, who's been just an amazing journal editor for the journal for so long. He's really taken the psychological services journal to um, to such a great height. We've, we've just been learning over at APA just a few weeks ago about how the uh, increased impact of the journal and that there's even increased subscriptions to it. It's really wonderful. Um, and so he's just done an amazing job. And so, you know, following, finding somebody to fo follow in his footsteps is going to be challenging for sure. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm going to be doing this year. Jen, it sounds like you will have a very busy year. Um, and certainly, yes, uh, Hats, they'll have big, there'll be big shoes to fill for sure for that new journal editor. I know we have some talented people in our division and, and beyond who I'm sure um, would be really great in the role. Um, and your interest in addressing violence, I think right now, even just the climate, people have this heightened awareness of um, violence, aggression. And I think this is such um, could have really big impact, um, especially for those of us who are working in public service settings. Um, so I commend you for taking on such an important uh, project this year. And it sounds like you have many ideas of, of ways to um, incorporate this during your presidential year. I'm curious how members can get involved and support you with these initiatives. 
Well, I certainly welcome anyone who wants to contact me if they have thoughts or ideas about that or any other things that Division 18 should be doing. Um, you can, I think our e my email address is on the website, but it's uh, PhD, all lowercase, um, no periods or anything like that, at gmail.com. So I'm really welcome people um, contacting me, letting me know. I would, one of the things I also would like to do this year is um, talk more with the members, particularly members who aren't members of a section. I think there's about half of the members of Division 18 who aren't members of a section. And so I'd really like to find out more about that if they're just don't know how to join, if there's a section they'd like to join, but they don't know how, or if they just don't feel like any of the sections represent them. I'd like to kind of get more information from them so we can make sure that we're also um, kind of giving them the things that they need as uh, people working in public service. Um, so yeah, so I just welcome folks letting me know and I think there'll be some opportunities we'll be putting out on the listserv opportunities for um, people to get involved and to um, kind of contribute to those kinds of initiatives. Sounds great. Yeah, there are many ways to get involved for sure. We can certainly use active members and I think reaching out to those members who aren't affiliated with any sections to kind of figure out how we can address their needs um, makes a lot of sense. Um, is there anything else that you like members to know about? Um, You know, just that, uh, again, I'm just really open to hearing any thoughts that people have about things that the division should be doing. I think there's going to be a number of uh, important things coming up for APA. I know that there's some um, public comments that have been opening up recently, and so um, we've been sending those out on the listserv and just uh, being involved with those and giving feedback about those. Um, and yeah, I'm just really open to hearing what people would like to to know about or to hear about. I think it would be great if, um, as we're continuing this, we can be giving updates on like what the sections are doing in the podcast um, and just kind of, it would be nice to kind of keep um, uh, more information flowing out to the listserv so that people can kind of have that information. I know that um, email can get really overwhelming for a lot of folks and there's a lot of sources of information um, and so I think we're just trying really hard to put information out to folks as much as we can on all the kinds of platforms that, that people seem to be using. Um, and so we certainly would like to hear if there's something that we're neglecting or a platform that we're missing um, that you're particularly involved on that you wanna see more about what the division is doing. That's great. And I agree, we have a lot of really awesome stuff going on in the division, like in our sections and our committees um, I think members would be really interested to hear about and um, in making it accessible through the listserv or maybe hopefully this podcast series and other um, mediums, I think is a good start to that. Well, Jen, I'm so excited that you're our president this year. I'm excited about the work you have uh, uh, planned ahead for the year and look forward to supporting you and for members to get involved in many different ways. Um, so, think with that. So, I think we'll wrap up the episode. Jen, you want to close us out? Yeah, so that's a wrap for our episode. Thank you again for listening. Um, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically receive episodes when they come out. Be well and stay safe. Thank you.